Um, there was another question that I particularly want to deal with this morning, and uh, there, I do need to deal with it with some sensitivity. And this is the question. Would God take pity on those who decide to commit suicide? You see, uh, I, uh, I put that together with this whole idea of heaven and hell because I think... Um, that, yeah, this person is probably thinking, and, and there has been, uh, I guess, people that talk about um, if you commit suicide is an unforgivable sin and all of that kind of stuff. But as I looked into this question, I wanted to deal with it separately, and I wanted to deal with it individually because of uh, a certain issue that I recognized, and that is that uh, the people that would ask this kind of question either fall into the category of uh, uh, having lost a loved one to suicide. And if that is the case, my heart goes out to you. I couldn't even begin to imagine what you have gone through or um, the healing process that you would have had to uh, walk through. And, and my heart desperately goes out for you that you would uh, find a peace uh, that is available through Christ. But this morning, instead of dealing from that perspective, I wanted to deal from the other perspective, which could be a person that is actually contemplating suicide or have a friend that has come to them and asking about this question. And it is uh, genuinely a difficult question. It's genuinely a question that is um, tricky because if I give a straight yes or no answer, it could be taken completely uh, to a place where I don't want this person to go. And upon reflecting on this question, I decided that the question that this person is asking is not truly a question of whether God takes pity on a person that commits suicide, but the question really is, where do I find hope from? And where, where does hope truly come from? You see, suicide is simply a symptom. Suicide is simply uh, an option that a person has come to through certain difficulties that they are facing. And I was talking through uh, this question with a counsellor friend who has been counselling for over 30 years and probably on a daily basis in his work, he encounters people uh, that have got suicidal ideation or tendencies um, and and what he said is that, I, Nate, I never deal with suicide. I never talk about suicide. They will come in, they will present uh, these symptoms, and they will say, this is what I'm thinking about. And then I will never talk to them about suicide for the rest of the session. Why? Because suicide is never the issue. The, the issue always has to do with what is going on in the person's heart. And so he gave me a bit of a framework, which I will give to you this morning, on talking this through. Maybe for yourself, find someone that you can have a chat with someone who cares for you, someone who will listen to you without judgment. I can be that person for you if you need it. Uh, just, just don't deal with this by yourself because uh, this, this is a framework that needs fresh eyes. And, and, and if this is a friend that you have that has come to you saying, I am thinking about suicide, maybe run through this with them. Stop asking them about uh, how they're thinking about their suicide and all that kind of stuff. But ask them first this question, what is the story? What's your story? Let them tell their story. See, quite often when a person is going through difficulty, the problem is that no one is listening to their story. No one is helping them process what uh, difficulty they have gone through in their life. If the person doesn't want to talk about it, just continue to probe until they break like a pimple with all their black stuff coming out. Not, not quite. Let's not go there. I went a bit insensitive there, but I'm sorry. But 
Ask them maybe when, when did you first have that thought? What was going on? What is the story surrounding that issue there? What, what caused you to first think about it? Allow them to tell their story. Don't let them back away from it. They need to face that story. They need to face it. It's not a story that you can hide because the more they've hidden it, the more they've come to the conclusion that suicide is the option. If you want them to walk away from suicide, then they need to face the story. No matter how difficult, no matter how heartbreaking the story is, they need to face it. And as they share the story, help them to come to grips with the emotions that they felt in that experience that they had. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but they need to talk about their emotions. How, how did you feel as you were going through that experience? And what our world has done is that our world has taught us how to hide away from questions like this. And so people have learned how to swear their way out of discussing their true emotions. I felt like F. I felt like S. I felt like whatever. Is that? I don't know. I felt like crap. What does that even mean, that you were squishy and brown? It doesn't make any sense. But our world has allowed us to hide our true emotions by coming up with words that don't really connect with how you are feeling. We are growing up with a generation of people that are not in touch with their emotions, even though they are led by their emotions. How interesting that they have learned how to talk uh, about emotions without talking about their true emotions. But when you talk about their behaviors and the choices that they make, it always comes back to their emotions. But they never really know how they really feel. So you need to be able to sit with them and say, no, that's not it. The situation really sucked. Yeah, okay, it sucked. But how did you feel? Well, I felt like crap. No, that doesn't make any sense. How did you feel? And when I was sitting down with my counselor friend, he said something that really shook me because he said that what you are listening out for are emotions to do with a sense of betrayal. Every major mental difficulty a person is having in terms of suicide, eating disorders, self-harm, all come back to this central issue of being betrayed of having trust withdrawn in some way, shape, or form. Sometimes that was done deliberately. Sometimes it was done unconsciously. Sometimes it was done with malice. Sometimes it was done innocently. Sometimes the person even had good intentions behind the actions. But for you, you experience a betrayal. And because you experience a betrayal, what you try to do is to take control of the situation. And when you try to take control of the situation, you end up trying to control things that you can control. Eating disorders come because a person is trying desperately to find one area of their life they can control. And no one can force feed you. No one can force you to ingest. No one can force you to keep something down. And so a person has an eating disorder because they are trying desperately to find a way to find control. Teaching them to eat might be a necessary thing to do, but it doesn't deal with the issue of the heart. In the same way, how does suicide deal with betrayal? And this is, again, this is coming from a psychologist, and it, it blew my mind because I never thought about it in these terms, but he said, suicide's the ultimate form of revenge. 
because you check out and then you leave your dead body in front of every person that has hurt you and you say deal with this it's not my problem anymore and when I Beck and I watch uh, a few episodes of the series 13 reasons why I would not suggest this as a uh, a show to watch for the faint-hearted or a person that is truly struggling because it opens up options that should never be options. But the crux of the story is about a girl who commits suicide and over 13 episodes she torments people that hurt her. Absolutely torments them. Even those who had good intentions and didn't really know what they were doing, they were tormented by her actions. And so suicide is never innocent. And this might not be necessarily what is going through your mind, but this is what is going through on the inside of you. The real question that you might be asking this morning, if I could have a proper conversation with you, is where do I find hope? And a part of the process is to recognize the story that you've gone through, to recognize that you are hurt, to recognize that there's a brokenness inside of you that maybe wasn't caused by you, but it's there. But there is hope. Because I believe that I serve a God who is able to go beyond those hurts. I serve a God who is able to bring restoration. It might be a process. It might be a journey of recovery and it might be time that is needed, tears that are needing to be shed, a grief that needs to come through uh, our, our emotions in order to process and to be able to overcome these wounds and these hurts that you have. But if you leave it unchecked, it is going to keep going. So don't talk to me about whether you're going to heaven or hell. That's not the issue. The issue is that you're still alive right now and you've got a choice in front of you. And suicide is not an option. Suicide is an option that the world puts forward because they, they don't see any hope in continuing on. But we have a hope, a hope that is deeper and a hope that goes further than any of us can even explain. And I, when I sit with you, and, and in fact, my, my counselor friend who, 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 who works with people who have got drug addictions and different issues, he will joke with them and after they tell the story he's like why are you not more addicted why haven't you killed yourself yet that's because there's a seed of hope inside of you that is desperately searching for and I really really hope that you will take the time to explore where hope can really come from which is in Jesus Christ then to check out and to find other options that don't really solve any problem can we just pray this morning? I know this answer is not going to satisfy many people. I know that this is not a, a, an answer that plasters over that wound or makes you feel any better. But I hope that I've given you an understanding of how you work and, and what is going on on the inside. And, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will guide you to find life and to find hope. So dear Holy Spirit, we invite you into this moment and into this space. We don't take this lightly and we know that a person that is going through such difficulty that suicide has become an option truly needs to find hope and truly needs to find life. So God, I pray that they will have the courage to find real hope, to find real answers and to find you in the process, God. I pray for the person that is struggling, where the emotions have been overwhelming, and I pray to God that you speak peace, 
And you just speak clarity into their situation right now. God, you are our healer. You truly are our healer. We thank you that your word says, by your wounds we are healed. You took upon yourself every pain, every hurt, so that we don't have to deal with it. But we can place it upon you and you are strong enough. So we thank you, God. And we pray this in your name. Amen.